Hello, everyone, and welcome to the EFL Fantasy Podcast Does Super League. Uh, we are back after our own winter break uh, to have a look at ahead to the action uh, in game week 22, um, which I think will be a big week for a lot of people. Uh, first things first, though, uh, I am joined by Chris Hermitage. Chris, how are you? I am all good, Angus. Uh, it's been quite a positive period for me in Super League, despite the fact that yeah, from the last pod we did, we were uh, maybe a little bit worried about how the very awkward amount of weeks that we had would play out. But yeah, very positive from that point of view. Um, so yeah, look forward to chatting about the big week coming up. Yeah, it's been a bit of a strange period for me. I've sort of just drifted along through it, uh, not really gained anything, although um, I'm having a slightly better game week this game week in progress uh, to timestamp it. We are, it is currently 10 to 8 on Wednesday evening, which also means that there are 20 minutes gone in the Bayern Munich Union Berlin game, uh, which both of us are currently watching whilst recording. So uh, you'll get our live reactions if anything happens uh, in the game itself, um, which might be fun for some people. Or if nothing happens while we're recording, you won't get any reactions from us. I think that might be the way that it way that it suddenly goes. We'll be giving updates on a Bayern nil nil, um, which doesn't help a lot of people this week with well i think majority of people i saw obviously had kane captain sane vice captain and then you had a kind of random uh it's whatever third asset either you could get or moving your team around quite a bit um although i have a feeling that the guy who's top uh adrian yeah adrian's played gag impressing this week with kane sane and musiala um, it's very rare to see someone with three premium assets, obviously from all the same team. But he's smashing Super League, and he's first by nearly a hundred points. So the guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah. So that's sort of obviously the key. If if we suddenly sort of say anything about it, or if we don't say something that happens, sort of after we're done, it's because we are recording during the game. Um, so obviously, normally we would go through our talking points, but in part just in, in an effort to sort of get this uh, back going um, and obviously still being in this period where some teams are playing and some teams aren't. Uh, we're just going to sort of do a uh, go through the questions we've had and discuss them. Uh, and then sort of in future pods, we'll get back into sort of having our our key talking points and and still answering your questions but uh covering it in a little bit more sort of depth um but for this evening particularly with the the relatively quick turnaround uh with the next deadline being on friday uh, we're just going to go about it that way uh give people as much time as possible to listen to it um so we've got about 10 questions i think although i, I note one of them is not a question <laughs> but uh we, we'll go through them in no particular order um and if you're ready chris we'll just jump right into them uh, yeah apologies chris i i asked him that as he was coughing <laughs> i had put myself on mute so nobody ever heard it <laughs> which I've successfully done all week in my work meetings, but no doubt that has jinxed me for my meetings tomorrow where Absolutely. I'll be presenting and then coughing down the uh, into people's headphones, but it's just the way that it goes. Yeah. So uh, as I say, these are in no particular order. They're just how they appear uh, under the tweet for me. Uh, the first question we've got is from FF Joel who's asked if there are any bargain assets getting lots of minutes and potentially slipping under the radar. Money is tight. Uh, there's not many. <laughs> no, there really aren't. Um, all the pricing um, for this At the moment, is... Torrientes is probably the most one looked at. But, yeah, sorry, you were saying about the pricing, which is just tough. Yeah, I think the, the pricing has been very accurate. Um, yeah. There's very few sort of bargain assets um, from a from a kind of enabler point of view. That's for mm. sure to help you with 
help you with things. Um, having said that, I've got to take this opportunity to celebrate my. Uh, I needed to. I need to fund money to get oh, Sane yes. in this week, which meant I had to get uh, Makoko uh, from Dortmund. So I saw he's obviously been coming on in most games, getting I don't know like 10, 15 minutes max here or there. Comes on on Saturday, bags a last minute goal, tap in that he couldn't miss, uh, and I'd started him. So that was that was perfect for I think he's four point four point nine. Yeah, um, the cheapest. I don't even want to say useful forward. He was useful to me, and that worked out perfectly. It's not someone I'd be recommending to get. But um, it is so difficult at the kind of bottom of the barrel. What had I written down? Um, I don't know whether this fits into to bargain, but um, Sesco at Leipzig has started both their games since the since Bundesliga came back from their winter break. Obviously, they have let Timo Werner go to Spurs. That means he. He will start more games. Yeah, he hasn't scored in either of those games. He's been subbed in both, but obviously they've got very high hopes for him. To me, this is this is his opportunity in the kind of second half of the season to play majority of games. It's one that I'd kind of wait on, wait to see a few goals go in. Obviously, Appender's been in ridiculous form. Um, Xavi Simons as well, although he is suspended this week, isn't he? Yes, he is. We think he is. Yeah, um, that's so just what they said yeah. on the on the Leipzig game. Yeah, um, so that's one to be aware of. If he was one of your uh, away days assets this week, um, I'd written down Rinders at Milan. I think he's only five point two, maybe five point three. Five point two. Yeah, yeah. Playing every game for Milan. Um, He's got a couple of goals and a couple of assists from that midfield position. You're not expecting a huge amount, but you never know. They are um, they're playing pretty well, scoring a lot of goals. I did I wanted to see how much Loftus Cheek was, but he's kind of six point six. He definitely doesn't fit into a bargain area. But um, last couple of games, he's he's been pretty impressive um, when I've watched him. Um, Lamine Yamal and Doku are the only other ones I've written down. So um, Yamal's 5.5. He had his best game in a Barca shirt away at Betis at the weekend. He's starting again in the Copa del Rey tonight. Um, him um, with Ferran Torres are the two that have to play at that front three. And Lewandowski probably plays by default. Um, so at 5.5... There are worse places you can look. And uh, Jeremy Doku at 5.8. That's uh, that's those that like the like the upside. Um, and like because we've kind of seen what, what I can't remember what the game was that he was it was a home game they had earlier in the season where he was ridiculous. Yeah. Um can't remember the opponent. People will probably be saying it as they're listening. But um, obviously, City will have a double coming up, um, and he's fairly cheap. Obviously, you can't—he's not nailed. But there, um, anybody else that you picked out? Um, so the obvious answer, I guess, in addition to that, is Marcus Llorente. Yeah, um, who's five point three um, has obviously been ticking along very nicely for them. Um, I did mention very briefly there Torrientes at Real Sociedad. He's not going to get that many minutes. No. He, he sort of played because of essentially a fitness crunch, and he only assisted because he basically passed it sideways to Bryce <laughs> Mendes, who scored <laughs> like a wonder strike. So uh, obviously that can happen, but I would like if you know he'll get the odd game, but at, at four point four, he's he's not sort of going to be able to regularly fill in for you or anything um, and I certainly wouldn't be expecting anything from him uh, one who is who has returned to the lineup um, who might be worth keeping an eye on is Danny Olmo nice, um, yeah. 
I I know he started or certainly played against um, Bayer Leverkusen. And it's 5.9, which obviously isn't budget, but it's just one of those potential sort of slightly cheaper midfielders way to fill a spot there. Um, so he was sort of an, another one that that sort of you know ju- I just thought oh he might he might be an interesting one. Um, yeah, especially with um, not that I mean Stuttgart away is not not a super attractive fixture to to desperately bring in Leipzig players, especially with the uh, three main La Liga teams with doubles. But at the start of the season, you and I spoke a lot about Danny Olmo. At that point, price point, yeah, he, he, he makes other things um, feasible, let's say. Um, and I'm sure they will want to start him for the majority of games if they're confident of his fitness. The fact that he's played against Leverkusen in a massive game for them and played 74 minutes, that gives you a positive indication, doesn't it? Yeah, that's the sort of thing where it did... it. I I hadn't realised actually that he was back yet, but but that obviously suggests that um, he's he's sort of going to be back and sort of important for them. Um, the other one just to keep an eye on, um, which I know a few people went with to sort of fill the gap, um, but it depends on I think a couple of fitness situations for them. Uh, Luca Pellegrini at Lazio. Um, I know he started. I think a couple of games um ahead of obviously their blank but he's 3.9 as a defender um, and i know he scored in one of those games um i think it was his first ever goal so anyone who who owned him you've, you've done sort of very well out of it um but um yeah he scored against udinese i think and then started their game against um lecce as well before the break so um it's you might want to sort of give it another game this weekend, see if he's in the team. Um, but he is one that could obviously um, at three point nine as a fullback as well um, be be a very nice option in there. Yeah, um, defense is kind of the area where you've got more options really. If well, it depends if you think four point five is budget for defender, which I don't, maybe not considering how many there are um at that price point but um yeah i think that probably covers off um hopefully we've given joel enough to think about there <laughs> yeah we, we we tried joel we tried <laughs> to find the bargain points uh eric ness on said uh, best assets on tiki taka in game week 22 already own bellingham torres and morata uh, Griezmann a lock, but last spot open. And I know you asked him to send his team through. Um, Morata, Torres, Bellingham. And he said Griezmann is coming in. And that he's... Uh, so the one that jumps out to me, I know he will play at the weekend, almost certainly, because he is not playing tonight. But... What jumps out to me personally is Alfonso Davies to a probably a Real Madrid defender. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, we they've got two um, two de- decent enough away games. Um, as ever, we know that the advantage of this game, right, is obviously the half clean cheeks. So defenders can still do well. Um, that helps you obviously if you're not um, if you're playing tiki taka rather than away days. Yeah, I think that's probably the the way to go. It helps you with budget, so you can get Carver Hall in. Um, you kind of already said, Eric, that you'll be using Kane to finance it um, as an initial thought, which opens up a lot of budget anyway. But yeah, I think Carver Hall from there because you. You need the money. You need money for Griezmann anyway, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So if you need to sell Kane as well, and that's where it becomes a minus eight, I'd certainly be looking to get Griezmann in on that. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think for me, Danny Carvajal in particular would be the way to go. Um, 
I mean, there, there's there's basi- it basically, if you want a defensive one, it's basically Carvajal or Rudiger. And yes. I think Carvajal is, is the better option to go with and is slightly cheaper. Um, now he's now he's on his uh, gluten free diet or whatever, which means he's he's not going to get in, he's not getting injured. Although, ironically, he then proceeded to get injured. I think after talking about all the talk about his um, like gluten free diet and I think it's <laughs> lots of broccoli and things like that. How long has he been a professional footballer for? He must be in his thirties now, right? Um, yeah. But- the best nutritionists available all the time and it's taken him till this age for someone to go stop having gluten eat some more vegetables yeah i think i think it was a change because he, he was sort of getting desperate because of his injury issues and it was sort of like yes i'll try this um and so there, there was this whole conversation in in spain about whether it was an actual thing or whether it was almost the psychological thing <laughs> where it's sort of like, because he thinks it's like better it's actually having an impact uh, I think that's uh, probably relevant for most people's <laughs> health and fitness attitudes, isn't it? If you have, if you can get a placebo for it instead, yeah. then that's uh, that's the best way of working. Um, yeah. Um, again, Eric, you might know this, and because someone else has someone else has mentioned it, but I think it's good for us to mention that Bellingham is, of course, suspended for the first game in uh, the Real Madrid double. Um, so maybe, because who asked about this? Yeah, FPL Forest said, would you still play Bellingham for the double despite him being suspended for the first game? Uh, absolutely, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, <laughs> you, there aren't enough other, there aren't enough double doublers to think, to like need to bench. It's not like 10 teams double, right? So yeah. you're not benching Bellingham for another doubler. You play him, even if you're on um even if you're on a boost so either away days or um tiki taka you still play him um because he has he's got one one away game so points will be doubled for either one um that way it's just one of those unfortunate things that the week where everybody would um be very attracted to him having a double and playing a boost. He's suspended for one of those games. But these things happen. No one should... Unless people are... Their teams are great and they've got money in the bank, like shifting Bellingham sideways to another Real asset. Oh, my God. Leroy Sane, awful corner. Sorry, really <laughs> distracted, but he just banked the ball massively out of play. High and just awful. Um, yeah, in a perfect world, Angus, if you had your team is set up, you've already got five La Liga assets, all of your players are already playing away, and you had the money to go Bellingham to, let's say, a Vinicius or a Rodrigo, would you do it? Rodrigo, no, because I think there's there's still a minor issue with him. He he got hooked at half time mm. at the weekend as well. Um, of their game against in their game against Almeria, so I wouldn't want to go there because it wouldn't shock me at all if, as a result of that, whether it's fitness or performance, either Brahim or Hosselu started at least one of the games ahead of him. It's not like they have no options there, um, so I'd be a little bit nervous about him. Vinny, in theory, um, I think he is impacted somewhat by Bellingham not playing. It's also worth saying that first game that Bellingham misses is against Las Palmas away. Las Palmas, who've conceded 17 goals in 21 games. Yeah, um, and we'll be desperately hoping they keep a clean sheet versus Real. <laughs> yeah, they, they they have done very well defensively this season. Um, and it's it's been a constant theme. I know there have been multiple times where I've sort of looked up defensive numbers and it's been sort of the top teams and Las Palmas. <laughs> like all the way through um and so i do think you know that i know they're overperforming their sort of xg conceded and that sort of thing but you know at this point it's you're still looking at a team that's averaging less than a goal a game conceded um 
I'd be tempted with Vinny though. If like if you really sort of everything else was fine and whatever, there would be a temptation to go to Vinny uh, this week. Yeah, I think your team just has to be, and very few people are going to be in this position. But you need, your team needs to be set up absolutely perfectly, um, because ultimately you're going to want Bellingham back the week, yeah. either the week after or in a in a few weeks time. He's not a player you want to go without. Um, yeah, fair enough. Any question you wanted to go to next? I mean, we're talking about um, Real Madrid and the kind of La Liga assets. So Billy Hadaway said, uh, would you get Carvajal or an alternative midfielder playing for a Spanish club under 7.4 mil? If it's the latter, who are the best options? Um I'm... I mean, Ferran Torres. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's that's the obvious <laughs> option. Man of the moment. Uh, the shark. Yeah, Barca's saviour this month. Um, there's a different player on form every every month. It seems. Um, if can't tell whether he's asking because obviously the Spanish clubs double if he's on on a boost. Um. Because if you're on away days, it's Carvajal all day long. Yeah. If you're not playing anything um, or on Tiki Taka, I mean, Ferran's got, he's got, Barca have got two good fixtures on paper, both home games. He's playing great. I see no reason as to why he, he'll definitely start the first. I'd be shocked if he didn't start both. Um, and as ever, an attacker's got more upside than a defender. So, um, yeah, that is that is where I would go. Any other La Liga midfielders we haven't mentioned? So, obviously, you mentioned Llorente earlier on. Anything else? Uh, not for me, I don't think. I, I'd probably still go Danny Carvajal. Um, I got him and uh, greatly enjoyed his his goal at the weekend. Uh, less so his uh, booking for taking his shirt off, which also I think hampered his bonus as well. But you know, you get the goal, and it's just sort of like uh, it, uh, it. It sort of makes everything better, um, particularly at. Uh, um, particularly at that sort of point of the game. Um, but yeah, I I was just briefly looking for any Rodrigo news after the weekend, um, and I haven't sort of seen anything um, about him, which which obviously sort of complicates the idea of, um, of going with him. Um, if you wanted to take a punt, particularly based on Rodrigo, um, I'd seen a couple of reports that Brahim Diaz is going to start the Las Palmas game and obviously talking about it particularly if he does well he could he could easily start the second game as well but because there's not that guarantee I would rather go for Carvajal um, and if you're not going to go for Carvajal then I can't really argue for Brahim over Ferran Torres. No I think um, yeah definitely start the first one then if you think if Bellingham obviously comes back for the second game could you see Real Madrid lining up with Vinicius, then Bellingham and Brahim Diaz in behind? Yeah. Doesn't I wouldn't be convinced personally. Um, I think it's either a Hostel or Rodrigo play that second one, then don't they? Um Yeah, I mean I would I would think that that Brahim could play instead of Rodrigo. Um, particularly because he has played enough sort of from the right-hand side, particularly at Milan last season. So it sort of wouldn't shock me. Um, it's difficult to know exactly, but like, um, I think it's it's possible. Um, but yeah, I I would probably just go with sort of the almost the, the quote-unquote sensible option of, of Ferran Torres, particularly with Rafinha out. It's sort of like, it feels like he's the one who's definitely going to play. Like, obviously, as you said, I think Lamine Yamal will play as well. Um, but it feels like Ferran Torres is sort of definite. Like you'd be surprised, you'd be really surprised if Ferran Torres didn't start both games. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Bayern, in their desperation to score, are going to bring on Eric Dyer just before half time. 
Uh, <laughs> Upa Meccano's just pulled up holding his hamstring. Uh, so, is Eric Dyer in? Because you, I think I was talking with my mates the other day, and they were like, "Is Dyer in the game yet?" I'm just gonna have a look. I believe so. He is, and he's four point five. Yeah, this is it? There we go. Joel was asking for budget players. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Eric, the one you want. Eric, Eric Dyer, Dyer. four point five. Four point yeah. five mil. Uh, yeah, we will. Uh, Monitor his progress here well. I mean, this is a nice game for him to come into. Union have got in the buying half maybe five times this half. Very little, so he'll just be passing the ball sideways to delict a lot. But um all right, next next question. Where do you want to go? Um I'm gonna go to it's a similar vein, so sort of covering it off as well. Um, which is uh, Matt Thompson's question. He said, "Best playing away day and currently have Rudiger and Bellingham. Best option for third Real Madrid. He's also said, play Saliba on away days or Llorente with a double game week. Because I think it's just sort of um, still sort of following that Real Madrid theme. I think we can move away from it and potentially come back to it after this one. And I thought this was interesting because I think there's two different options, basically, depending on whether you can afford Vinny. Yeah, so I I have the same two, Rayo. I said I obviously want the third. I will be getting Vinicius in. Um, I will be removing Saka. Obviously, does so. I'm playing away days in 22. Mm. I'm removing Saka and Conrad Lima. Obviously, both play away to fund the the move for Vinicius. Two games. Um, I mean, we are is a bit unsure as to who the Real Madrid penalty taker is. Apparently, well, I thought I heard the other day that was their first penalty of the season. First penalty Bellingham, scored of the season. I think three scored, players, yeah. three players have missed. I think. Yeah, Modric has definitely missed one, hasn't he? Um, I think Rodrigo has missed, and I want to say Costello missed as well. But there, I think there were three players that had missed a penalty. Yeah. Um, but um, I mean, well, Vinicius took one in the in the Super Cup, but it was for his hat trick, so that uh, that doesn't mean he was on penalty. Yeah, no, I think they'd said before so. before the break that Bellingham was going to be the penalty taker now because I think it was whoever was sort of the the latest one. I want to say it was Modric missed, and I think Ancelotti yeah. said Bellingham will be the penalty taker now. Well, everything he touches goes in anyway. Um, <laughs> And if it doesn't, then VAR make sure that there's an incident that means it has to go in. Uh, anyway, um, third asset. Uh, well, yeah, Vinicius is still top of the list for me. I think Carvajal. I think I ranked Carvajal as the number two. It might actually, because Bellingham's out for a game, might. He's one or two for me. Yeah. Um, because I feel you do want some Real Madrid defensive coverage. Obviously, does get forward um, a fair amount. Going to play, um, and he's going to be easier to get to. That's obviously a key thing in any fantasy format. Which players can you actually get easily? Um, because Vinicius at ten point four isn't going to be the easiest Real Madrid asset to to get outside of those two. And obviously, we've talked about Raheem. Would you look at a Tony Cruz at this stage? Uh, not for me. I went with him obviously before before the break, and it it, it was all right. Um, but I don't think I'd look at him at, at this point. Um, the only other one that I'm sort of that I've had in my mind, and the weekend concerned me, but I've seen some reports that it might change back. The only other one I've had in my mind is Lunin. Yes, because. Um... Uh, I think there's there's a lot of belief that he is sort of the the best op the best option they have in goal, um, and I, I think there, there there was a thought that he was going to be the starter, and then obviously Kepa started at the weekend. Um, but I've seen a couple of reports that it might go back to Lunin now, and it might just be that might be the end of it. Um, so, but I'm not going to do that unless Ancelotti says, which he has done at various points. Oh, you know. 
Lunin's going to start or Kepa's going to start. Like if he says Lunin's going to start, having the Real Madrid goalkeeper at 5.0 is is quite a nice option. But barring that, um, I, I you, you can't really go with him. Now, as I say, Ancelotti ha- has had a habit this season of confirming in advance who's going to start in goal. But I think you'd need that to before buying Lunin. Yeah, definitely. You need um you need you need that confirmation, don't you? Because there are other players who you can probably get just as easily that you'll be more confident um with playing both. What about the second part of um Matt's question? If you had Saliba, if you were on away days and you had Saliba and Marcus Rente, would you play Saliba with his points doubled on away day? Or would you play Marcus Llorente with his two his two games? Uh, frantically looks up who Atletico Madrid are playing. I know they've got two home games and they've been very good at home. So yeah. that that's that complicates things a little bit. Um yeah, so I've got Valencia and Rio, who uh this is the first season of what feels like ages that Valencia are uh doing pretty well. Yeah. By say at least recent Valencia standards um they're seventh they're not in the bottom half of the table which is where they've been for what feels like I don't know, five or six years mm. um and Rio were uh, well Rio don't score a lot of goals but they don't concede a huge amount either um yeah what would you do in that position because even though Atletico have two home fixtures I wouldn't be looking at Marcus Durante and thinking, oh, I fancy a lot from you. Um, like it might only be sort of the four points um, for for starting twice. Maybe you throw in like one sort of clean sheet point. You're sort of talking four to six points. On away days, Saliba basically has to, you know, has to play and you know not get minus points for goals conceded and he's matched that before any sort of half clean sheets or anything so i think because for me because it's marcus urente um it's not sort of like you know Morata or griezmann or you know someone like that i think i would probably say go with saliba instead oh interesting uh angus has just guaranteed himself that forest are going to win 2-0 scoring in oh, both yeah. halves against Arsenal, the team he supports. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I, should, I should say, I my my away days planning until Xavi Simons got himself suspended was based around uh, trying to get myself to the point where I had Saliba first sub on away days. So. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, fair, fair enough strategy. Um, I. I'd go the other way. And I don't know whether this is because I've had him in um had him in Gaffer and he's he's done well for me uh in particular weeks. Um he did get pulled at half time against Granada, but that's rare. Looking at his minutes, majority of the time plays um plays the full game, at least recently. Um and I like, like you kind of mentioned, Atletico's home record is just really good. Um, I feel they can score multiple goals in the game. Yes, the majority of stuff goes through Griezmann and Morata, but there's always someone else who can kind of pop up with um, with an assist. Maybe it's when I had, I'm not sure if I had Marcus Urente in UCL fantasy as well. Um, but, and I know this game isn't about coverage, but there will be people with Griezmann and Morata. If you've got something of Atletico, it gives you that little bit of hope that Llorente can get the goal or assist for one of them to um, to not hurt you too badly. But that would be the kind of last, the final point I you consider in um, for this for that move. To be honest. It's close, that's for sure. Yeah, I think it's, you know, if it was sort of an Atletico defensive player, like if it was a, a muscle or 
Saliba. I'd actually be more inclined to say Saliba. Um, I think it's closer with Llorente because it's an attacking player with the way yeah. Atletico have sort of been playing and have been a little bit leaky at the back. I think it's, it is it is that slight difference. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm trying to think what's what sort of next. I'll just mention Jamie's question because it's not a question, uh, which is uh, no question. Just wanted to remind you to cover everything so I can copy you guys. Thanks very much. <laughs> um hopefully we're, we're giving you enough sort of information um actually that that's a decent one um jack edmeets has asked who are the best away days assets for game week 22 outside of real madrid um i mean when i did my notes before the Bayern game started uh the two teams i'd written down instantly were Bayern and inter watching Bayern tonight and I didn't watch any of that game of the weekend, but uh, is it just a sticky two-game period? Will they suddenly win the second half 4-0? I mean, it doesn't look like it, but it's super unlikely that Bayern go three games in a row looking poorly and not scoring many goals. Um, will teams set up a little bit differently playing them when Bayern are away? Um I mean, Uni on a basically a very solid shake tonight. Bayern struggling to break them down, which has happened in a few games I've watched Bayern this season, especially at home. They just don't sort of don't look as if they have a huge amount of ideas, but they'd still be top of the list for me. Um, obviously, a lot of people will have their assets, so Kane, Sane, defensive. Well, we've just said Eric Dyer is the one, isn't he? Um, Fubu Meccano can't play, which is yeah. then that that's why they brought Eric Dyer in because they're already struggling at centre back, so he's going to play. Um, Alfonso Davis, you wouldn't. Well, I think it goes back to what you said earlier. You would now be confident he plays, um, because he hasn't played midweek. Um, Guerrero's done all right in the first half, but um, none of the Bayern players have played. Absolutely amazing. And equally, Guerrero could go into midfield or play in a different role anyway. Um, Inter were, yeah, the other team I wrote down. So, Nataro Martinez is basically the number one asset I want to try to get back in my team desperately because he's just playing unbelievably at the moment. Um, he's got 18 goals in uh, 17 starts in the league for Inter in Serie A this season those numbers don't happen in Serie A mm. like you do not get a one for one in that league um, and he's doing it um, but they are away to Fiorentina again they're having a really positive season they've won six won six games at home drawn two lost two they've scored in um, they've only blanked twice at home um, once was against Juventus, which was a kind of standard Allegri 1-0 win. And the other was against Empoli, which is a complete and utter um, shock result. You throw that one out as, a, as an odd one. So I expect Fiorentina to score. expect it to be a lively game. But those are, those are the ones that absolutely stood out to me. I am playing the boost, but I don't... It's, it's not... There aren't like five teams where you're like, oh, they've got amazing away games. It just it's just fallen where I think a, a decent amount of people will be playing that this week um, because it's fallen pretty nicely and the, the bigger teams are away, albeit they might not be in great form. Yeah, I think the other thing to mention with Bayern, obviously covering them off, is they have struggled a little bit. Um, obviously, they've had quite a lot of shots uh, this evening. They're playing Augsburg, who average about one and a half goals conceded per game. So that might be a nice sort of antidote for them as well. Um, so I think particularly if you're on the attackers, that obviously makes a big difference. Um, I think, like you say, Alfonso Davies, Inter, um, DiMarco, obviously, Lautaro, obviously. Although 
I, sa- I said this, I think, the last game they played. It is worth noting, because I think he matched Lautaro. We talk about them completely differently this season. Marcus Turam is a- has only got 33 points fewer than Lautaro Martinez. Marcus Turam is the fourth highest scoring forward in the game. Um, and so, for example, in my situation, I still have Marcus Turam. I don't have Lautaro Martinez. I was sort of working out, okay, how do I make that sideways move? I'm not saying that Marcus Turam can cover Lautaro Martinez. Like, I know I'm going in with with the worst asset, but it makes me feel a little bit like, okay, I'm not quite so desperate if I, like, given that I have Lautaro, uh, sorry, given that I have Turam. So I think if you have Turam, I wouldn't panic about that. In their last game, they both got like 14 points or something apiece. Um, I think it's tough to know who else to go with from them. I think Chalinolu is suspended from the, for this game. I was looking at him. Oh, you're joking. Oh, um, he's like my main, well, I wouldn't even say differential, but he's... I think oh, I saw yeah. that he's suspended. I might be wrong on this, but I think I saw that he's suspended. Um, that would hurt me a lot but if if i if i have that wrong then i would absolutely say chalanolu but um, i think you're right he's on five yellows and he got he got one against monza yeah yeah oh no so so he would have been but i think him and fratesi are suspended uh for this game i think it's fratesi it might be barella actually um, they've got they've got a couple of couple of players missing as well, um, so it makes it a little bit tougher. Um, I think you'd probably go double defensive with them anyway, with Chalanolu out. Chalanolu was sort of the the clearest third choice for me um, from them, but I think it, given that he's out, it's sort of if you wanted another defender from them, that would be the way you would go, and I think you'd go someone like Darmian. Yeah, um, God, that really ruins ruins my <laughs> plans that I had like <laughs> three weeks ago. Oh, and I got rid of two Ram last week because I needed the funds. Oh dear, <laughs> can't get Vinicius now because I was I was going to get Vinicius and Schlager of Leipzig. Yeah, five point one plays every game. Yeah. He got an assist at the weekend. That was yes. I'd already planned the move. Oh no. <laughs> uh, that's why you have to listen folks yeah see that's the thing uh, oh, uh, you know so the, the almost the the little bits of research that i've actually done coming coming to use um but yeah as you say i think the problem with some of these teams as well some of these away teams is who do you go for from them if anyone where it's like sort of long you're not really going for anyone from them man united you're not really going for anyone from them um you know, so Napoli, it's not bright at the moment. Um, I wouldn't be looking at them. Newcastle, they've got a tough game, actually. They're one of the ones where you might look at them. But with sort of a, an away game at Aston Villa, do you really want to be going for that at the moment? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, RB Leipzig, you mentioned Schlager. Um, I think David Raum is the other obvious one to mention. Yeah, Shavi uh, Simons, another player suspended this for this game week, uh, which has sort of altered my plan slightly. Uh, <laughs> but like you said, I think Appenda and Chesco are both are both options because of the four two 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 system they play. Now it is quite clear that the first choice front two is Appenda and Chesco. So yeah. I think um, both of them can be considered. Um, but then you've got sort of like, you know, Ren or away at Lyon. Are you really going with a Ren player? Don't <laughs> think so. Um, so yeah, I think that sort of sums up roughly where you're looking. Um, obviously, I, I missed out Arsenal away at uh, Nottingham Forest. <laughs> that wasn't intentional. I was sort of reading down. Um, that one's a bit tough. Although I think primarily you'd want uh, defenders. Um, someone like Saliba. Um, Gabrielle's Hall is not sort of going to be replicated. <laughs> um, now now I'm just getting into reverse jinx mode where it's <laughs> Gabrielle's going <laughs> to score again. Um, um, I think some of the teams you've mentioned, they're not 
not ones we'd recommend to get in but if you've got like napoli assets like i'm playing dubravka this week if you've got yeah, newcastle, as well, yeah. newcastle assets obviously keep them and it still makes the boost um attractive and helpful um but yeah in terms of attractiveness of bringing ones in desperately yeah not not a huge amount is there really no and i think that's that's the thing there's there's enough to fill in and part of the appeal of this week was that it's a week where you get by and inter and real madrid all away obviously real madrid then got the second away game added in but i think that sort of plays a role in terms of you're going to have somewhere between seven and what six and nine from those three teams and then it's almost like you just fill in with the other clubs whether that's sort yeah. of arsenal napoli leipzig um uh, even like if you have a Ren player, you sort of fill in with them as well, like say Newcastle, but like you're building it primarily around those three teams, I think. Yeah, exactly. And um, you can sort of do all the all the planning you want in this game, but sometimes things fall for you and it can't be can't be absolutely perfect. I mean, yeah, having a having a Ren uh, kind of defender isn't isn't too bad at the moment albeit leon have actually managed to win a few games recently or towards the back end of um in december they won three in a row um which is yeah very rare um so yeah there's a, there's a few yeah i think i think leon were looking at oh they they've their site they're signing they've just signed uh, Gift Orban, the striker as well, who was playing in Belgium, who I know was sort of very highly rated. Um, so they they might be less of a disaster going forward. Not that it matters for this, but it's just sort of it's the sort of thing that potentially makes that sort of game potentially worse. But um, I'm just trying to work out now. We sort of jumped around a little bit. Which ones we haven't covered? Uh, FPL Commander and asked. How many Madrid players uh, should we get for the coming game week and who are the ones to get? Um, I think realistically, well, I think either way, you should probably have three. Um, I wouldn't say you have to, but I think you probably should. Um, they're the best doubling team in the game. <laughs> um, yeah. So I would... I would still probably, like, unless you don't have Bellingham, if for whatever reason you don't have Bellingham, then I'd potentially look elsewhere. But um, in which case it would be sort of Carvajal, Vinny, and then probably Rudiger. But um, if if you already have Bellingham, I think primarily I'd be looking for Carvajal and Vinny to add. But we've covered quite a lot on Real Madrid, I guess. Yeah. Um, maybe Bayern Munich heard us because they scored within 30 seconds of the second half. Yeah. Unfortunately, Kane hit the post from a great, great bit of play that I thought was going in, and then Guerrero's put in the rebound. So basically, zero help for Gaffer. Yeah. Um, yeah. But maybe the game will open up and then everyone can celebrate some Kane and Sane points. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what, what else have we got? Just trying to work out. Uh, FPL Calypso. Hi, guys. I'd like to know your opinions on Griezmann for the double versus Vinny for the double, but on the away days boost. Everyone knows I am a massive Antoine Griezmann fan. I will sort of eulogize about the guy. I think the best two players in La Liga this season have been Antoine Griezmann and Jude Bellingham, and I don't think anyone else is close to them. That being said, it's Vinny on away days. <laughs> <laughs> yes uh and it's not yeah it's not close you're getting four four uh well, no it's not four times his points is it but you know, four opportunities for him to score yeah. points compared to Griezmann where you're getting to um, yeah yeah and Vinny barring injury will play yeah agreed um And the one that I had sort of ended up scrolling past while trying to cover them off is the last one we've got. 
because it was slightly longer uh, from FPL Shaka Zulu. Uh, so in his last six games in all comps, Mbappe has 10 goals and four assists. How worried should we be about not having him in our teams while we are distracted by upcoming doubles of other teams? Also, what are your top three picks from for game week 22 from the Spanish teams? Thanks. So I was thinking about this, and obviously Mbappe's been doing very well. I'm not worried because basically nobody has him. Yeah. Like because we are all looking at these sort of doubles and away days and everything, no one has him. So it's it's almost that simple of like, yeah, it would have been great if I'd sort of had him through this period. But there's only so much he can hurt because basically nobody has him. Yeah. Um yeah, I thought it was a it's a good question. It's still the still people look out for the PSG scores and as ever, yeah, he's doing ridiculously well. But you've hit hit the nail on the head, it's not, not hurting you and Gaffer at the moment. Um the point when every team starts to play again. Yeah, like after this game week, it might become an issue. <laughs> yeah, then you'll see people. Um, I mean, if Kane doesn't return yeah. after away days, then people will just go to Mbappe because he's scoring every week. Um, although, then suddenly Haaland has his double, which I think is... I can't even remember. I think you and I worked this out. I was about to um, say, I know it's not on the site. Um, slightly sort of inconveniently. Um, I want to say it's game week 25. I think it is, yeah. It's Chelsea, Chelsea at home. Chelsea, Brentford, yeah. Wasn't it? yeah. Yeah. Um, so you've so got a few... same as FPL in terms of the game week number. It'd be game week 25. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you've got a few weeks there to work that out. Um but then we have, I mean, it's getting a bit ahead of ourselves. And that same week, Lazio, I've got a double. Not sure you're desperately going to want three Lazio. Um, Inter have a double after that for 26. But even before that, they've got Juventus at home in 23. It doesn't scream out that you're going to want, despite his ridiculous form, Lotaro back for that. That's going to be a really difficult game. Allegri will try to make it as ugly as he possibly can. Um, in that same week, just basically going to talk about some difficult fixes in 23. It's the Madrid derby in 23. Um, I think a lot of people were going to get to 23 and our teams are going to look... Um, they won't look kind of super attractive fixture-wise on paper. Um, Bayern go through a run where they have Leverkusen, Leverkusen away, albeit Bochum away, but then Leipzig at home. Not particularly um, easy on paper. So I'm sure the Mbappe train will start pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, for example, if Kane and sort of Finney don't really do anything, are you, take, are you immediately sort of taking a hit? Like it, particularly if, say, Haaland was fit to get both like Haaland and um, Mbappe in, it's entirely possible. Sort of. Um, so, so it's it's that it can swing that quickly, and that's where I think Mbappe might become a factor. Is just that whole, um, you know it could swing quite quickly to him. And at that point, yeah, every week you don't have him could hurt. It's that, you know, it still goes back to that same thing with those premium guys. Um, but of of they'll, they'll sort of end up doing well while they're all playing. But while Lewandowski isn't really an option, Haaland still isn't back, It's it opens up the door for particularly Mbappe ownership. Yeah, definitely. And I think... Um... I'm sure we're not that many weeks away from everybody saying, which one do I want? Ireland, Mbappe, Kane. Um, yeah. If you can obviously bounce around between Kane at the moment, then Mbappe, then Haaland for his double and then move around, then yeah. But um, that's a lot easier said than done, really. Um, does that cover off most of the... 
question. Uh, I think. The second or... part of that question that I almost forgot, which was the top three picks for Game Week 22 from the Spanish teams. Um, so let's assume you're not playing any boost. Yeah, so it's just just your top three picks from from the La Liga teams. Uh, I mean, Griezmann, number one. I, I know I've had him at various times in this game. I might be tempted to say Morata is number two. I'd put Danny Carvajal ahead of him. Oh, uh, I, th- I think if I think if Real Madrid's two games weren't the attacks of Las Palmas and Getafe, it might be different. But because they are the attacks of Las Palmas and Getafe, <laughs> I'm going to say Danny Carvajal is is the second one. I do think in a vacuum, Griezmann is the best pick. Yeah. Um... Right, who would you have third then if you've got Griezmann, Carver, Hal? I'm going to say Vinny. Um, yeah, I think he's, I think he's there. I think I would put him. Oh, there we go. Harry Kane scored. Just to interrupt you. Excellent. There we go. Everybody can celebrate. <laughs> Everybody had him captain anyway. Um, I think Sane's assisted him. Oh, there we go. Um, uh, I think it might get ruled out for offside. Uh, <laughs> the excitement has been, yeah, cut there. Um, yeah, I think I'd go Griezmann, Morata, then Vinicius. So tune in for the next pod where we'll report that Morata bagged four goals. Hopefully, Carvajal got sent off. Madrid lost both games and uh, conceded in all the halves. Um, Last one. I think we're covered. What What are your plans for this week just before we finish? Um, so I will be on away days. Um, I will be on 11 players on away days, despite the uh, the Xavi Simons issue. Um, so I my current plan after saying all that is still dependent on Lunin, which feels a bizarre thing to say. Um <laughs> just because I really like those defensive fixtures for Real Madrid. Um, but if there's no clarity on that, it will 100% be, be Vinny. Um, I'd downgrade uh, Giroud to sort of just cheap striker, like not even playing or cheap as I can get, and move Pulisic to, to Vinny. Um, so I'd have three from Bayern, three from Real Madrid, two from Inter, um, and then Saliba, uh, Realm and Dubravka. Um, so it's that's the way I'm looking at the moment. Um, and yeah, so that that will be me. Uh, what about you? Um, well, I'm gonna have to reassess my plans because I can't <laughs> think of that. Um, Kashinoglu suspension. Um, also, just plan. to sorry to interrupt you, but I can confirm Bayern Munich's goal has been disallowed. Yeah, it did, <laughs> did look off, didn't it, on that first view? Um, yeah, so, oh, God, it's not entirely attractive, but it might have to be him and Saka out for Vinicius and then do this on the fly very quickly to see what I actually can afford. Um, it means I would have to play Lima again, which I didn't really want to do, uh, and a 6.2 midfielder. So then it becomes a decision as to whether I find one who has got an away day's fixture. I go for the Minyama, which I don't think I should do. Um, I could get Marcus Urente, though. Lose money in the bank. Pay him. Um, Yeah, but I will be four, five, one. So Dubravka in goal, Ram, Rudiger, Demarco, and Saliba is my defence. Sane, Bellingham, Vinicius, plus two, um, two other. Well, sorry, be one other midfielder, wouldn't it? no, two others, Lima, and then got Harry Kane up top. Um, so yeah, we will we will see how that that does. But for anybody who does still have boost left, three weeks left to play them. So twenty two, yeah. twenty three, and twenty four. 
yeah, I think I think that's everything. Um, I am just sort of uh, double checking. Um, I thought for a second I was going to have to talk about uh, Barcelona, and then realised it's the Copa del Rey. Um, yeah, no, one nil down to Athletic Bilbao within the first thirty <laughs> seconds. Yeah, so there's been a little bit of a pattern uh, this season, and then since then haven't really done a lot. Um, yeah, I'm also just looking at the Afcon scores to work out if that sort of influences um, Super League in any way. Um, I guess you could say it as it stands. Um, Ivory Coast would be going through, which I think means uh, a few players that otherwise would be returning to their teams won't be. Um, but that's not sort of a major impact either. Yeah. Um, Morocco cruising through. So anyone who was sort of hoping for any sort of, you know, early departure for them, I think <laughs> it was impossible already, but, uh, you know, won't be happening now. No. Um, oh, good. Nice one. I think we covered everything off. Yeah, that that is everything. Um, we'll work out sort of when we're next going to uh, be doing a pod. As we said, we'll we'll get back into the you know sort of normal format when we do so as well. Um, particularly now that after this week, everyone will be back to playing um, each week. So so that will sort of help on that front. All the various super cups are done and everything. So. So that will make a difference. Um, so, but we'll sort of let you guys know, uh, obviously, as and when uh, we're going to be sort of doing pods, but we'll try and sort of fit them in uh, where possible. Um, so I think all that's left to, to say now is uh, thank you for listening and goodbye. Good night.